Hello and welcome to the Record Rangers podcast. I'm Ewan McLean. I'm here with my colleagues Scott McDermott and Callum Loudon. Going to talk all things Rangers and let's just dive straight in, boys. Um, first of all, we've got a massive game ahead at Ibrooks um, against Ligia Warsaw. But first, let's look at how they've geared up for that game with a 1-0 win over St Mirren at the weekend. Now, workman-like performance, you might say. It wasn't pretty at times, but the job got done. And that hasn't always been the case with Rangers, has it, Scott? No, you're totally right. You know I mean? These, those type of games are the games that have slipped Rangers up in the last... No, so many years. Um, I think we can safely say, although it's early in the season, there does seem to be a kind of newfound resilience in this Rangers team, whether it's due to the depth of the squad, whether it's a, a change in mentality, um, maybe more quality just added to the squad. It might be as simple as that, but in the two away games in the league, uh, Kilmarnock and St Mirren, they haven't played brilliantly. Largely, I must say, a lot of that is down to the way the opposition play. I mean, St Mirren, and it's not a criticism of St Mirren. Listen, Jim Goodwin's got to try and go and get a, a result for his own team. Uh, they'd you know, came off the back of a great result against Aberdeen the, the previous week. Um, so you, you always expected them to you know, sit deep and defend and try and hit Rangers in the counter-attack. But I, I think Stephen Gerrard would have been surprised at just how deep mm. they, they sat at times. I mean, it was like... There was so much distance between you know, their midfield and the, the striker. It was really difficult, probably as difficult a game as I can remember for Rangers in terms of having to try and break break down you no know, two banks, uh, two banks of players in front of in front of a goal. So for Rangers to get over the line in a game like that, uh, and when games do go at, you need people to step up. You need to take advantage of set pieces. They've done that now twice with the corner at Kilmarnock and Barisic's free kick at the weekend. Um, so it was a really, as you say, workmanlike, professional, resilient performance. And honestly, Gerard will be delighted with that because uh, it's it's what they didn't do enough of last year. Uh, even even the going further back the, the cup game a few weeks ago East Fife I seen the, I think only seen the highlights of that game but I was hearing a lot of people on social media unhappy and it wasn't a great performance and honestly those type of results are what Rangers fans you know, should have been crying out for for years you go to East Fife no, the surface isn't great it's horrible conditions it's a tricky cup tie they make no, eight or nine changes, whatever it was. And you by the way, this is the East Fife team that beat Hearts. Yeah, exactly. And, and Dundee United. Yeah. So you get the job done at East Fife, you win 3 0 when you go to the next round. Honestly, I mean, that's given where Rangers have come from and the, the kind of no, what Rangers have been through as a club in the last six or seven years to get to that point where those games look like being a, a, a formality, even when they don't play well. That's. Exactly where Gerard would want them to be right now. Mm-hmm. Callum, Scott's talked, touched on it there, and amongst that, that first opening gambit, um, you need the guys to step up when mm. things aren't quite going. When when you need to get the, the sleeves rolled up, you sometimes just need that one moment of brilliance. And that man this time was Borna Barisic, and that was a terrific free kick that he took, yeah. stuck it in the top bin. Oh, and you could fantastic. see not only what it meant to him, but I think the players could also see what it meant to him as well with, with their reaction. They made a beeline for him. He's been through a hell of a first 12 months at yeah. Rangers. The jersey's been too heavy for him in, in many games. But 
do, do you think moments like this can be a turning point for a for a footballer if, if things haven't gone well? You just get that one wee breakthrough, that chink of light, and all of a sudden he's he's off and running from there. Definitely, I actually forgot he was playing until he smashed in that free kick, and he didn't have a great game again. It's got to be said. Uh, I don't want to be downing the guy after he's scored a free kick, but. You saw how much it meant to him, and it was an absolutely stunning free kick. You see that any other league in the world, it gets talked up. You know, it was a brilliant piece of football from a guy we know has the quality. And you saw how much it meant to his teammates when he smashed it in. But just to touch on what Scott's saying, it is positive. Rangers are finding a way to win these games. But I think the worry is for supporters, even Steven Gerrard, there is points where it looks a bit like last season, where they are struggling at times, and they seem to be relying on that Tavernier outball. Uh, they were doing that quite a lot uh, the weekend against St Mirren trying to get into Defoe and it just wasn't working at times you know there wasn't enough clear cut chances to me it seemed a game crying out for Fred Morelos obviously resting him for the the League of Warsaw game Uh, yeah but I just think that is the worry it seems to be reliance I mean obviously we've had these two moments you had your last minute winner from a corner you've had a moment of brilliance but you can't rely on this I think every tough away game because that was the problem last year Rangers struggling to break down these tough teams I was actually quite disappointed in St Mirren because they've had a fantastic start to the season and if you're ever going to go out and have a go against Rangers it was then but they sat in again I I think against bottom six teams away from home Rangers will find that a lot know what they encountered at St Mirren and a lot depends on whether they get the early goal. Rangers are always going to start the front right. foot. Jermaine, always going to start Jermaine Defoe scores that chance, a different game. It's a yeah. different game. St Mirren then they come out. And I think even when Rangers go to go to Aberdeen, Hearts, Hibs, teams nearer the top, no, they will have more of a go. And I think that will ultimately mean Rangers get more chances. But I was surprised as well St Mirren sat so deep. I mean, I, I thought that even that was... Was quite unusual, uh, even more so than Kilmarnock the opening, the opening day of the season. Um, but Rangers will find that a lot. I think when they go to, you know, maybe when they go to Livingston, they go to you know, St Johnson or, or other teams that might be scrapping down there, and they're going to need to find a way. Um, and you no, know, talking about Barisic, I think that could be a, a huge moment for Barisic getting that goal, just in terms of what it meant and getting the adulation for the supporters and his players. He's needed something like that to boost his confidence. Sometimes you just need to be showing the love, don't you? That's yeah. it, that's it. But just to, I think even within his own mind, yeah. Ewan, because I mean, the, the Kilmarnock game in the opening day, I think I said on here, I mean, I'd, I'd never seen a guy's confidence look so so down, so low. Um, he wasn't lifting his head when he received the ball. No, he wasn't looking for forward passes. He was... It was a guy devoid of any kind of self-belief. And, I mean, Gerard says he practices those free kicks every day. You see him doing it in training. And, you know, coming up with something like that, not only will it give him a massive boost, but it'll also, you know, put it into the manager's mind that he's got three left-backs there, all vying for that kind of one spot, all with different qualities. But if you can rely on Barisic to come up with a set-piece quality like that, then... No, you're going to use them more often than more often than not. I mean, you love to see it. a guy devout of confidence taking the ball off the skipper, yep. saying, I'm taking this one and smashing it in the back of the net and then just enjoying the moment with the fans. So there's every reason he should be able to kick on now. He's got a bit of confidence. Now is the moment for him in his Rangers career. Mm-hmm. And Calm, you you said they're right, 
that game that was crying out for Morelos and, and he proved that when he came on for the last 15 minutes yeah. for a couple of moments there where he worked his own space opened up his own opportunity and very nearly scored later on just to, to make the, the game safe for Rangers but I guess this is where we are at the minute because clubs in Europe well there are only two clubs in Europe now of course but, but you've got to fight on two fronts here mm-hmm. so Stephen Gerrard's got to prioritise he's conscious that this Lydia game coming up on Thursday night is, is massive so he's got yeah. to keep his side fresh but there's there's that element there as well you know are, is it worth weakening your team for for the domestic front in order just to get you through there I don't think it works with the four in these tight games tight away games I've never thought it works uh, from his debut against Kilmarnock I think the, these games cry out for Morelos uh, I don't know if it, uh, at this stage it probably was worth it because this game on Thursday is so massive in terms of finance and attracting players for Rangers. So it probably was worth putting the four on this, but I don't think Gerard would do it again uh, unless pushed. I was a bit, I'm a bit disappointed. I think John Jones had a terrific start, but I'm not convinced he's a difference maker either in these games. I know that's a bit harsh. Uh, it's a bit soon in, but I just thought his position was a bit off at times at the weekend. He, he could have been getting in better positions, getting the end of balls. Uh, I just thought I just thought he was getting dragged in a bit in places he didn't need to be. Maybe a bit of experience, because uh, he's obviously new to Rangers, new to these type of sitting games. See, uh, see in terms of changing the team, I spoke to a Rangers fan on Sunday before the game and... He was annoyed at the team and the team that Gerard picked because it was an away game. No, he sees the domestic stuff as being the be all and end all this season. It has to be the, the number one priority, which you can understand. Of course you can understand. However, as you say, no, Europe is important. It might not be as, as important as, as winning the league and putting a a, a real title challenge. But in terms of Europe, they need to get into the group stage first. I mean that, that has to be the a minimum requirement in terms of the money it brings in, the games that it brings. And I actually think, like last season, once if they can actually get into the group stage, then Gerard's team will probably settle down for the league. And I actually think when he makes changes, it will be in Europe. Because it'll almost be like, I mean, you remember last year, the first group game against Villarreal, he threw Joe Warrell in when Goldson and Katic had been excellent up to that point. So I think in Gerard's mind, he's thinking, right, the priority at the moment is getting into these group stages. We've got a big squad, so we should be good enough to get by the likes of St Mirren and Kilmarnock. And of course, it's been a struggle, but they've they've got there. Once, they, or if, I keep saying once, if they can get past Legia and get into this group stage, I think then Gerard can take a step back and say, you know what, anything we do in the group stage in terms of qualification would be a bonus we're going to have three cracking games at Ibrooks, a proper European campaign, but the priority will be the league. And I, I think, I think you're right. I think the league campaign, uh, the team for the league, will then kind of settle down, and it'll actually be the European games on a Thursday night where mm. he makes changes, he puts Defoe in, or he puts Hillander in, or whoever. Um, but they need to, they need to get there first. They need to get yeah. that eight million quid or whatever it's worth and just being part of that, that group no, stage. I agree completely. It's kinda just been like that manic start. Yeah. Get to the international break, you know, get through all these tough away European qualifiers. It's kinda similar to last season. Yep. He stuck with Goldson and Katic for that entire period because he knew how important it was. Then he started to kinda 
bring Morrill in. Yeah. I think it'll be similar once again. Uh, just, he just wants to get through this manic period because it is so crucial. Yeah, I mean, these five changes also show the strength and depth that Rangers have in their squad now. And longer term, does it become difficult to keep that abundance of talented midfield players happy? You know, there's there's Andy King being thrown into the mix as well. Yep. You know, Glenn Kamara did so well last year. Ryan Jack's having a terrific start to the season. You know, how do you keep all of these guys happy? It does become difficult, you and you're right, but they're, they're going to be in four competitions or they want to be in four competitions if they get into the, the group stage. And I just get the feeling, Gerard, especially with the new players, he will have almost sold them this vision of what it would be like to go and win this title, you know, what it would mean to the fans, what it would mean to the club, um, you know, what it would be like for a player to be you know, remembered and revered for years to come as the team that you know, stopped Celtic doing, doing nine in a row and got Rangers back to the, the top of Scottish football. It'll be tough for players at times, but I do get the feeling your Kings and your Barkers and your you know, Edmondsons, people like that, who maybe aren't playing a lot of games, or even guys on the fringes, you know, like your, you know, guys like Andy Halliday and people like that. I just get the feeling there's a real togetherness there, and they've all bought into this, you know, this kind of this goal of of winning the league again for Rangers. And whether a guy plays, you know, fifty six games or six games, Gerard will make them all feel part of it. And ultimately, if this squad can go and win, you no know, one or more trophies this season then it'll all be worth it. I don't think many of them will be will be moaning at the end of the season. Okay, right. We'll, we'll get to Leggy in, in a wee second, but, but before we get into to that game, we can't ignore the fact that this match will be played out in front of 3,000 fewer supporters than usual. Um, you know, UEFA's patience has snapped. The pleas from the club have fallen in deaf ears, and yet still people are setting the club back by persisting in sectarian singing. This has to stop, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean... But yeah, Rangers are losing out on a on a lot of money. Fans aren't happy. It's unfair for fans who don't participate in this singing to be missing out in such a crucial qualifier. Uh, I think the way Rangers have dealt with it, they've dealt with it very well. Uh, they've came out. You know, there's been no nonsense. They've said their statement. It needs to stop. Uh, it's not fair on people who can't go to the game. You know, it's. I but I mean, how do you control? How do you control fifty plus thousand people at a football match? You know. Well, well, well I mean, I mean, certainly the, it looks like the, the section of the stand that's going to be getting closed is, is occupied by the Union Bears, and I was working at the game in, at Paisley and couldn't believe what I was seeing when that banner was unfurled before the game, and, and it, it just struck me as breathtaking arrogance. Yeah. To put a, a banner like that after the club have been censured to such a an extent. Listen, that this has to be a watershed moment for Rangers. Um, no, it's it's pretty severe. When you're going to miss three thousand fans, we all know. No, if it continues, UEFA's next step, no, could be to shut down the whole the whole stadium. Um, which would be would be incredible. Um, well, it would be if the if the self-proclaimed voice of Ibrox, the unique position of being the voice of Ibrox, ends up getting Ibrox emptied, that, that would be quite a... Yeah, exactly. But also, I mean, in terms of that particular group, I mean, there are so many other songs that, that could be sung at Ibrox. No, when you look at the kind of history and tradition of the club, no, there are so many songs that they could sing about the past, about the present, about current players. Um so you're right, it has to stop. I've said on here before, 
I think there's a problem in general with like, fan behaviour in, in Scottish football. Um, no other clubs, and not just Celtic. I mean, I've heard no bad stuff for the stands for for other clubs, smaller clubs, and they have to. Of course, they have to get punished as well. But the time is gone now for Rangers to to respond. We can, uh, no, what about them? And no, what are you doing about them? Ultimately, you need to get your own house in order first. Once you do that, you can then look at the bigger picture and say, right, well, no, is this going to happen or is that going to happen? But it has to be a, a watershed moment in the, the kind of history of the club. It has to change. I agree with Callum. Listen, it's difficult. Modern day society, no, there's a kind of Ned element out there. It's difficult. No, people have been drinking before games. No, they indulge in that kind of singing, whether it's 50, 100 fans and amongst a big a big crowd. Of course it's difficult, but the good thing for me was when the the news came about about the UEFA ban, I know you shouldn't engage social media as they kind of be all and end all, but the majority of kind of replies and the majority of comment that I read certainly mm-hmm. was from no well minded no proper Rangers fans who were pretty much saying enough is enough and that's that has to be a good starting point. Yeah, everyone seems to be on the same page after the bans came out uh, from what I've seen on social media and fellow Rangers fans uh, I've spoke to uh, about it. But the problem is the Rangers don't need this. This is what they do not need right now. They don't need infighting between fans about who's right and who's wrong. This is meant to be the season where they take it forward and win the title. It should be focused on football. And this just creates problems. So this needs to be a moment, uh, a watershed moment, as Scott said, where the fans realise this is now affecting the club negatively. And it's doing the detriment of what, of what the fans want. Yeah, and Stephen Gerrard won't like it either. You no. no matter what anyone no. says. I mean, listen, he's, he's one of the most focused guys are focused and driven managers people I've ever met he will be his sole priority this year is to go and win for Rangers be successful here no kick off his kind of career in management by winning winning trophies so that that is his focus but if he goes and wins a title or wins a cup or whatever with Rangers and then fans are looking at him want to stay long term and no fend off interest for other clubs that's when this kind of this kind of thing, this kind of negative uh, things will come into his come into his mind. Um, and if Rangers want to keep a guy like Steven Gerrard long term and try and build something uh, with him at the helm, as Callum says, they can really do without without this kind of stuff in the background. Okay, so in the absence of BF one on Thursday night, it's up to the the rest of of Ibrox to to cheer their team on to victory against Ledger. Can they do it? How do you see it going, Callum? I think, I think it's going to be tight. It's going to be nervy. But I think Rangers have the experience of last campaign and even this campaign. You saw the record. I think, what was it? They've lost three in 19 European games under Gerrard. That's a fantastic two, record. Aye, two, I think. Two. Maybe, there you go, I'm wrong. Uh, but aye, I think Rangers can go out and do it. You know, I think having the home advantage last is massive. And I think for the crucial period, the crucialness of getting into Europe, I think the players will all be aware of the task. They've got the experience of previous home wins. It's probably the toughest European game, European qualifier I think Rangers have faced. But I still, I didn't think Liga were up to that much. I just thought they looked a very solid side with some good technical players. 
I don't think they're going to come out to attack Ibrox. Mm. I think they're going to sit in even more than they sat in at home. And I think that could be a problem for Rangers, but I see Rangers getting the breakthrough and grinding it out. They should have enough goals in them. There's always a worry after a, a goal is first leg that the dreaded away goal might come back to haunt you, but Rangers have, have certainly got the firepower to score more than, than Lega, haven't they? That is the one worry, because I think the 0-0 plays exactly into Lega's hands yeah. from the way they set up, from what I saw. It just seems like they will try and get the one goal and sit in. Yeah. There is, obviously, there's always the danger, you know, when you at home, when you know, Rangers have got all the ball, they're going to go and attack with the, with the crowd behind them. That's obviously when you're vulnerable to the, the counter attack, and that's exactly how Legia will, will play it. Um, people say quite often now that a now now at home in a first leg actually isn't that bad a result because you can go away, sit in, and if you do get that one goal, you know, it gives you something to something to protect, and the home team get very nervy. Um, but I didn't I agree with Calm. I didn't see enough in Legia. No, in an attacking threat over there, uh, in an attacking sense, that that they've got that in them, no, to go and really hurt Rangers even on the the, the counter attack. I know Alan McGregor had a couple of saves, but I didn't feel Rangers were ever in any real danger of conceding like guilt edged chances. Um, and I actually think I thought Rangers possession um, over there was was very good. Actually, a wee bit. A wee bit underrated in some of the, the reports I read. I thought Rangers kept the ball very well, and if and if if only for the some poor decisions in the, in the final third, um, and just a couple of slack kind of final passes, which no, you couldn't really label that against Rangers so far this season. But I felt over there that's what they they lacked. Um, but coming back to Ibrox, uh, as you say, it'll be a big big atmosphere. Um, big crowd despite the, the UEFA ban um, and with that, no, with, with the fans behind them I think Rangers will go and win by, by a couple of goals um, even if they were to concede I could still see Rangers no, coming back and, and winning 2-1 or 3 I don't think them. it'll be in Rangers' minds the last leg I think Gerard have it drilled in you're at home, just win the football match I know that people do say it's a bit of an advantage but I still believe that you're better just having the, the last leg at home I think is the best advantage in European football and, and judging by the way you, you said Legia will set up they'll be very defensive just as St Mirren where on, on Sunday do you think that again makes Morelos an actual starter in that yeah, game yeah Morelos will start the Legia also again I'm pretty confident of that I think that Gerard likes him in Europe I think that he loves playing in Europe from what I've seen uh, and I think he will be the natural suited player for the Legia backline so I think it'll be a big game for Alfredo Morelos. I can see. I don't think the team will change that much from Thursday to Sunday this week. Uh, two massive games, you know, that will really define Rangers' start to this season and set them up for a kind of post international break. Um, Gerard will, you know, will just be looking for two big pushes now on Thursday and Sunday. I know it's difficult with the the quick turnaround, but Celtic have obviously got the same. The same issue going to Sweden on, on Thursday night. Um, there might be one, two maximum changes, I think, from, from Thursday to Sunday, but I agree with Callum. I think Morelos will start up front. I think Flanagan will start at left-back, um, and I don't see that changing too much for the, for the old firm game. Well, I'm glad you mentioned that, Scotty. That leads us nicely into to Sunday. We've got a whole other podcast to look ahead to that, which we'll be releasing on Friday, so if you look out for that, please. Um, but for now... Let's see how Rangers get on against Wigan Thursday night. 
Uh, thanks for joining us. Don't forget to subscribe to iTunes or Acast to get the podcast as soon as it's available. And if you like this one, please review and rate us on there too. Say the guy McLean was particularly good. <laughs> and uh, until then, thanks for listening. Cheers. Bye.